0: All right, people. This is Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am your host, Sean O'Rourke. This is officially episode one. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming back if you listened to that train wreck that was episode zero. I'm just kidding. I did get some good feedback on that. It was a little bit all over the place. Um, We'll talk about some of that feedback maybe as we go along here, but either way, thank you for joining us again or finding us for the first time, whatever that may be. I am Sean O'Rourke and I am here to entertain you with common sense. I know that's a very subjective word, but we're going to use a little common sense to entertain all of you and maybe make you think a little, maybe laugh a little, hopefully feel a little bit of something so that you're not just wasting your time listening to this podcast. So, a couple housekeeping things. I know on the last episode, that's right, on episode zero, if you listened, I said, I'm not sure where this podcast is going to be posted, where it's going to live, any of that kind of stuff. I was just recording and then going from there. Uh, Well, at this point, it is now live in many places. Uh, If if you listened to the first one or you found it or you're already on those, I, I apologize. I know this is kind of housekeeping that you don't need to hear, but some of you may be listening to this embedded on like Facebook. Uh, there are other ways to listen to it. Please engage on that Facebook page, but if you kind of want to take it with you on the go, uh, I know I had a particular friend last weekend who was trying to listen to it on Facebook while she was in the car. There are easier ways. It's currently hosted on Podomatic. That's pod omatic. I'm not going to spell that. You can kind of figure it out. If you can't figure it out, Google it. Google will probably do a little autocorrect, and you'll end up there anyway. Uh, And it's under Go Tell It to the Wall. Beyond that, most likely you either have an iPhone or an Android phone. If you're an iPhone user, it's on iTunes. I have posted the links on the page, so you should be on that page if you're listening. Uh, If you haven't, go to iTunes, search Go Tell It to the Wall, and subscribe. You know you want to subscribe. You know you want to tell all your friends about it and make sure you listen each week same thing with google play if you're an android user head on over to google play search on the podcast look for go tell it to the wall podcast and it will pop up you'll be able to subscribe this episode that i'm recording right now will hopefully be on there tonight or tomorrow uh i'm not going to give you a specific date but we're going to get into some stuff that if you can do some deductive thinking you can figure out what date i'm actually recording this um so again itunes google play podomatic still head on over to that facebook page just search search, go tell it to the wall search my name whatever it might be you will find it um and again thank you all for listening subscribing supporting uh giving feedback i didn't get a ton of feedback i got some i want more even if you're just telling me this is terrible and you wish you hadn't wasted 45 minutes on the last episode or however long this episode's going to be let me know i want some feedback uh, so, yeah, that's it for housekeeping. We're going to get into some other things. It's gorgeous weather now in Los Angeles. We've finally kind of fully gotten into fall. Uh, we have these kind of nice crisp days, as I like to say. Now, this doesn't compare... If you're listening to me from the Midwest or the Northeast, this isn't like year fall. It, it doesn't even compare to it. We don't have changing leaves and everything else, but when you come off these excruciatingly hot summers uh, like we've had this past summer, it's just fantastic to have these kind of 60 to 70 degree days and then actually cool off a little more at night. I actually put on a sweatshirt the other day. It's amazing. The first day of kind of end of summer fall where I put on a sweatshirt and not because I'm at the beach and it's freezing at night there, I kind of turn a corner and I'm like, oh my gosh, finally, because I'm not not a hot weather person I deal with it I've grown up in it I've, I've lived in it all my life um but I would rather have like 65 70 degree days every day and we're finally in that time of the year which is fantastic um in another month or so like I said we're gonna have all the native southern Californians bussing out their parkas because it is 55 degrees out um so keep that in mind if you're back east. The The jokes are true. We actually we actually do freak out when it gets below like 60. It, this would be probably like 10 below zero in the Midwest. Just, just think about that when you're kind of like, oh man, those damn crazy Californians. We are crazy. Uh, there's, there's no doubt about it. So we're in that nice good weather coming at you from Los Angeles, uh, as you should know. In my makeshift studio, still dealing with this janky microphone. And I'll tell you right now, I think we're going to have a guest next week, most likely. I actually was just discussing it right before I came into this podcast uh, with a friend of mine who I think is going to join us next week. I'm not going to give his name yet. He'll be in here hopefully next week. Uh, If not, he'll be in here soon. We might talk about some of that cultural misappropriation, like I talked about. I know there's many of you that want to hear about that. I don't want to talk about it myself. I would like to get have someone to bounce off of and have some differing opinions in, in my makeshift studio um, when we finally do that. Um, and if this guest does come in next week, we'll probably talk a little bit about Burning Man as well, which I've I've kind of been holding off on. Um, I'd like to give everyone a recap and just kind of an overall thing. And for those of you that are Burners, it might be a little boring. It might be a little funny. For those of you that aren't, it's going to hopefully be a little educational uh, because I, I, I'm I a firm believer in, in educating people on kind of the core values of burning man and and letting you know that it's not just a gigantic party in the desert where people do drugs. Um, I'm sure there's people that do do drugs, but it, it's not all about that. So we're gonna get into a lot of that hopefully next week. So now that I've spent the first portion of the show boring you and teasing next week, that's what we call in the business a tease. you know you 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 leave them something that something that they're wanting, and then you guys all have to tune in next week. That being said, I I know you're not all teased, so it's okay. But keep in mind, we're going to probably talk about that stuff next week and hopefully have someone in the studio so it's not just me talking to a wall um, and listening to helicopters fly overhead. (laughs) Speaking of helicopters flying overhead, I did get some feedback that you guys couldn't hear the helicopter last week. Um, I have a feeling I'm hearing it because I'm sitting here in some good studio headphones. Uh, So please continue using those crappy Apple, Samsung, whatever headphones you're using, and then you will not hear... The helicopters and such flying overhead. On the subject of headphones, it's this is something and any anyone that knows me has probably seen me make jokes about this and you know in the past or you know say something whatever it might be. Headphones are kind of the most ridiculous thing these days. They've turned into this ridiculous fashion statement. There's a particular brand out there. I'm not going to call them out. You can figure it out. They're essentially like a three to four hundred dollar fashion statement. They're not actually good headphones. I saw these at the Olympics, like, the, the entire time all the swimmers are, like, running around in these headphones. Do some research before you get headphones. If you like to spend, like, three, $400 on a fashion statement, by all means, p- please do it. If, if that's what you're going for, you want to look cool um, and, you know, have your friends jealous or I, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't see those headphones and get jealous, um, but maybe somebody does. I, I don't know. Anyway, so a little tangent do some research for you, buy headphones. If you want some quality headphones, even, even if you don't want to do research, shoot me a quick message on that Facebook page, uh, and, and, and I'll give you just some tips. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to hamstrung you into a, a certain certain brand or whatever it might be, but I'll give you some tips so that you're not, like I said, spending three to $400 on, on a fashion accessory when you could get a better quality sound for like literally half that cost. Um, so just keep that in mind. If you guys are looking for new headphones, it's just out of hand these days. Um, So moving right along, we're going to get into some things this week. Um, Lots of stuff to cover. We're probably going to run out of time. Not that you guys are listening too closely, Um, but one thing I, actually, I'm going to skip that. One thing we're going to, I do have a little bit of sports ball to talk about this week. So I know many of you are like, no, no sports ball. Uh, Again, we're not going to get into like stats and stuff, but there's a little bit to talk about. As far as that goes, uh, I had planned on leading the podcast with it because it's been kind of top of mind for me. Um, but before we get into that, I want to talk about something very important. Today is, and please forgive me. Nobody get mad. Uh, today, the day I'm recording this is Cancer Awareness Day. Can't it's basically cancer is bad day. We all know cancer is bad, and it happens to be October, which I'm. Is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I know you probably see so much more pink this month. Uh, If you watch football, if you watch the NFL, even if you don't, and like your husband or boyfriend or girlfriend or brother or sister, whoever it is that you're living with or hanging out with, is you know has a game on, you might have noticed a bunch of guys running around in like pink cleats and socks, and all just all kind of pink accents all over the place Um, because it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. One thing I want to get into is this whole this this pink stuff which I appreciate that everyone wants to show their support and everything, but the one important thing, the, not the one, but the most important thing you need to do when you're looking at charities who you're going to donate, give money to, is, is where that money's going. Now, most of this pink stuff is running through the Susan G. Komen Foundation for Cancer Research. That could be incorrect. It's Susan G. Komen. I'm not sure the ending of their thing. If you do a little bit of research on it, only 20%, two zero, 20%, not even a quarter of, of what the money that they take in, that they raise. So you're you're out at one of these anti-cancer events or you, you want that pink shirt, you want that pink mug, whatever it might be that to show that you're supporting cancer. 20% of that is actually going to cancer research. Only 20%. I'm just gonna let that sink in for a sec. So you think that you're, you know, and I understand uh, maybe 100%, of funds can't go directly to the purpose of that charity but 20% is in my opinion is way too low and that it should be in your opinion as well That that's just out of hand and on top of that on top of that the CEO of Susan G Komen Foundation her current salary is $684,000 a year $684,000 now again CEOs make money I get it she's got to be paid but When you're donating to a charity, you maybe want to think about it and know that you're donating directly to a cause uh, and not necessarily just paying someone's salary. So I implore you all, especially this month with all the pink stuff flying around, I learned today uh, the American Cancer Foundation, I believe it's the American Cancer Foundation. They have a few charities kind of underneath them. And close to one hundred percent of those proceeds go directly to cancer research. So again, don't quote me on that. I'm I'm not. I know it is the American Cancer something along those lines. I have some friends that have dealt with cancer, um, and they're they're very much in the loop on this. But before you donate, especially something like that, um, just just do a little research. Um, I, I can tell you right now that Susan G. Komen they are not disseminating that money correctly. It's 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 just not happening correctly and if you want your money going directly to a good cause um just just do the research make sure that your money is actually going there instead of paying employees salaries uh, again another big one and if you know me at all if you're friends with me if you're, if you're friends with me on facebook whatever it might be you've probably seen me it, i feel like it's every few months when a disaster happens I, I go out and i say hey just a reminder uh red cross not the best charity uh, I don't want to get into a bunch of details about it, um, but th- again, this is another charity where most of their funds are going to pay for to pay volunteers. So you see American Red Cross and all this stuff, and you're like, "Oh, look at all these great volunteers and stuff." They're all getting paid. In fact, to the point where there was a very big fire in San Diego in 2003. They called the Cedar Fire, and if, if any of you were living in Southern California at that time, you, you'll know that t- 2003 in the fall. That was we just had fires flare up everywhere. I know it happens every year. There's some fires. 2003 happened to be one of the really, really bad ones. In fact, I was living with my my friend who's also from San Diego. I've known him since third grade art, and we were living together. And I remember walking out of my room. It was after my mother had called me frantically saying, "Oh my gosh, the fire's bearing down on the house." And if you've grown up in San Diego, you hear this. You've heard this just time and time again as a kid. Like, "Oh, oh my gosh, we have to evacuate. Oh my gosh, we have to evacuate." But most times like you don't actually have to evacuate well this was one of those times where evacuations were definitely happening i got up come out of my bedroom and art's sitting there watching tv and i just remember this he had a completely white look on his face and he just turned to me and i'll never forget it to the day i die he turned to me and he goes sean our hometown is on fire just his face completely white and that's what he was watching on the news the whole hometown was on fire I don't want to say all of San Diego. It was primarily North County, San Diego. If you're familiar with North County, San Diego, I grew up there. I have a lot of friends that grew up there. It, it's kind of like our section of San Diego as much as we know all of San Diego and stuff. that That's kind of the main area that we grew up in and we know real well. I mean, just, just devastating, just devastating. My parents lost their house. Uh, completely, completely gone, to the ground. Uh, just seeing seeing devastation from fire, it, it, it's just amazing. I mean, it, it, you know, you hear people say, like, it, it's its like a different landscape. It's it, Honest to God, it was like being on, I mean, I've never been to Mars, obviously, uh, but it was like being on a Mars, like a different planet, you know, and then you drive down the road and, you know, there's there's dead bunnies and stuff on the side of the road. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to get too grim here, but essentially just trying to set the scene. Uh, of course, I was living in Los Angeles at the time. Uh, this is back at the time when I was doing mobile entertainment and, and entertaining kids and DJing the kids and, and all that kind of stuff. Well, I actually contacted Red Cross, <laughs> contacted them, and I said, hey, I would love to come down to San Diego. I was heading down there anyway. I was going to check on my parents, and you know, I went to check on a bunch of friends' houses and everything else. And I said, I would love to help out in any way possible. Uh, and they completely turned me down. They said, no, no, we have our staff volunteers that that are doing all that. Now, those staff volunteers, if you do a little research on Red Cross, they basically fly them in to wherever there is, they're needed, wherever Red Cross is needed. They fly in all of these volunteers. Uh, they put them up in nice hotels um, and then they're paid, which again, I get it, people need to make a wage and, and, and be paid and have a job and, and live life. I, I get that, but when you're literally turning away people who wanna volunteer for free, Free time volunteer—that just doesn't make sense to me. So you can pay someone. So the money that you're paying for that person to stay in a hotel, and most likely they're probably getting paid anyway. They're probably on a salary. They can, you know, they go back to Washington. They sit in the Red Cross office. They're getting paid. It's not like we're taking their wages away. But do they really need to travel and be put up in a great hotel when you have a a community right there that's willing to pitch in and help? It just, it doesn't make sense to me. So again, do a little more research. And, and I bring up Red Cross right now because of what is happening with Hurricane Matthew. I know I touched on it a little bit last week. Uh, my buddy Mikey lives down there. We did get word from him. His mother was kind of uh, disseminating his messages out on social media. So he's okay. His family's okay. His wife's okay. His, his, his son's okay. Uh, but their village is just absolutely devastated. I believe everyone in the village survived too. But the, the village itself is just devastated. They're having trouble getting food they're having trouble getting any kind of supplies in um so they're they're really looking for help so if you're interested in helping out especially haiti i have a very soft spot for haiti mike he's a very good friend of mine has been since we were kids if you're interested in helping there are some other organizations where the money goes directly to the victims in haiti like literally directly and in fact Going back to Red Cross, this what they're doing right now is they're they're taking donations for Haiti for Hurricane Matthew. But they're actually actively, actively and again, do some Googling. I'm not gonna, you know, sit here and and and, and give out statistics to you, but they're actively blocking money go from going directly to the victims in Haiti. They want it cycling through all their stuff, they want to pay all their people, and then maybe maybe Haiti maybe Haiti gets a little something. Maybe they get some water you know? Um, so just keep that in mind. There's other charities out there. If you're not sure, if you don't want to do the research again, shoot me a quick message. I will give you a great charity if you really want to help out one that is not red cross. Um, and especially if you're looking to help Haiti, uh, because they are in desperate, desperate need of help. I believe, I know I said I wasn't going to talk about like kind of the reality show type stuff but i did see today that jay-z and beyonce i believe they donated like 1.5 million um to haiti hoping that didn't go through red cross because that's just out of hand haiti will see like a hundred dollars of that uh the rest will go toward probably building red cross a new office in washington um so just again keep that in mind if, if you need some help i'm here we can talk about it on the group you know you can just message me um i can even put you directly in touch with some people that i know down there one of you know mikey whoever it might be if you're really, really interested in helping out, because they they could use the help, um, that is that is a definite that that Haiti is in some trouble and could use some help. So all of this goes back to and there's other charities out there that maybe are not that great, uh, and there are some that are great. So I I just implore you all to do a little research. I'm here to help too. Uh, it, this is definite soft spot for me. You know, obviously I have a friend in Haiti who's dealing with it. I dealt with Red Cross myself. My family did um, back in 2003. I, I've been there. Um, so if, if, if you need any advice or help, I'm not an expert uh, but I'm here. I'm here. Um, so that's charities. Uh, I, I don't don't want I don't want to stick on this too long. but like I said, just keep in mind, Google it, do a little research, fact check it. whatever I'm, fact checking. Oh my gosh, fact checking. This is like the worst. I, I, I almost can't stand this word anymore fact checking. Because of what's going on in our political landscape, I know I said I'm not going to get political, uh, but I'm fortunate enough to to be sitting here on a microphone without a weird, creepy, seventy-year-old man lurking at me over my shoulder. I have to double check. Nope. Nope. just the cat running around. Um, I don't want to get political, but man, talk about I like talk about creeper. Just talk about it. I'm going to have a daughter in December. My daughter is going to be born in December. I ask any of you out there if you have a daughter. Do you, do you do you really want your daughter growing up with that? Regardless of political views, let let like, let's take political views out of it. Just put it aside. Is that a human being that you want people looking up to? No. And if it is, I, I I'm sorry. You know, maybe we can have a conversation offline. I, but just just no. You know, and it's one thing we can sit here and say, oh Hillary this and Hillary that and. I don't think anybody's great. I, I believe I said it on episode zero. All, it takes a certain type of person to grow up from a kid and say, I want to be a politician. <laughs> this is not something that ever crossed my mind. Um, but it takes a, a certain special type of person to go into that, knowing that you're you, all politicians are crooked, knowing that you're going to probably be a little crooked. You're going to have to do some backdoor things. You know, You're going to constantly argue with people. Because we live in this ridiculous two-party system where it's basically just arguing constantly. So it takes a certain type of person. So I I don't trust any of them. I don't trust any politician. The bottom line with this particular election, as I mentioned, never vote for president. Because to me it was one politician another politician. And we're going to kind of be status quo, you know. And I I know we can get into minutia and stuff. I'm not going to sit here and say that every president was great and all that other stuff. But what I will say is, I wasn't genuinely scared. I wasn't genuinely scared when Bush was elected, when Clinton was elected, when Obama was elected. I I wasn't genuinely scared. I am genuinely scared that if somehow that egomaniac gets elected, he has access to nuclear weapons. He could literally destroy the world, literally. I try not to use that word too lightly either, but he could literally destroy the world. So keep that in mind. I, this political rant. I I don't want to. I don't want to continue on this political stuff. There's probably going to be some more jokes because the guy is the guy is a walking joke machine. In fact, I saw a meme today. said Donald Trump is like the is is like the six year old on an airplane that keeps kicking your seat and and his parents aren't doing anything about it. It's kind of the perfect analogy. Cause he's just kind of off on his own. And and like I said, I've never been into politics, but even I can see when I watch these things like that debate the other night. He, he there's no substance to what he's doing. You can disagree with with Hillary Clinton, you can disagree with whoever else. There's at least some stuff, substance and a plan. He's just he's vomiting words. He's he's like doing what I'm doing here. It's the problem is he's running for president. I'm just trying to have some fun. So just keep that in mind as you go to the polls. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. You want to vote for vote, vote for Trump. I think you're a little ridiculous if you do. Um I don't think I have any friend. Well, I probably I do. Facebook's amazing, it, it, social media in general, it shows you you know, probably what your friends might be into, and maybe just how they're a little crazy, um, that's enough in politics, I don't even know how I got it, that's crazy, how do I even get on that tangent, it, it's ridiculous, um, we're going to stay off of that for a while, um, so moving along, I want to get into a little sports ball, I know everyone's kind of bang, so don't turn off the podcast yet, I know a lot of you hate sports ball. You hate it, uh, but just real quick. Uh, as mentioned, I'm a big Red Sox fan. If you know me, you know I'm a big Boston sports fan. Uh, those are those are the games. Uh, when Red Sox, Patriots, Bruins. When they're on, I my wife lets me watch them. There's no convincing her. She's okay. You can watch your teams. It's a debate on other stuff. Uh, so the Red Sox this year they had an incredible season. Just. Absolutely incredible. They were last place the past two seasons. They won the World Series in 2013. Last place, last place. Uh, won the division this year, which means... it. Again, I know a lot of you aren't familiar with sports. It, that's a good thing. They won the division. They went on to the playoffs. They unfortunately got eliminated uh, pretty quickly in the playoffs by the damn Cleveland Indians, um, which I just made a mistake there because I've been making a point to not use these insensitive uh team names so we're gonna it, the Cleve, they lost to cleveland uh the cleveland insensitive mascots uh is who they lost to and if <laughs> if you if you're not a sports fan just just go like google Cle- cleveland you can figure it out it's a word that we used to use that came from christopher columbus look that up and see what their logo looks like and you'll see what i'm talking about so, adding insult to injury, we had to lose to a team with a culturally insensitive mascot. I think they still have people like wearing headdresses and playing drums in the outfield, too, which is just, oh, no, ugh, ugh, ugh. That's why I'm a Red Sox fan. They're, they're Red socks. There's nothing insensitive about that. I mean, unless maybe you live in LA in your crib and you wear blue socks. I, I, whatever. I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, so we got eliminated pretty quick. Which it happens, you know. I went my entire childhood without the without the Red Sox winning a World Series. My entire childhood. I was an adult when they finally got around to it, so it doesn't hurt so much that they lost and they're not winning a World Series this year. What did hurt a little bit is the great David Ortiz retired this year. He announced it would be his last season. I made a point to go to two games in Anaheim this year. Anaheim is it's in Orange County, just south of LA. If you're not not familiar with it for those of you that aren't familiar with it or relatives or friends uh just keep in mind disneyland is not that close to where i live i get so many people come to visit and they're like hey we're at Di-, and they they will call me like day of and they're like we're at disneyland especially because i used to work for disney so I could, just, I could walk in i had to pass um but it's, it's keep in mind it's not that close it is a, it's a little bit of a drive especially the traffic um but i made a point to go to a couple of his games my dad came up from san diego to go my buddy Seth went with me to another game. Um, he's a he's a Yankees fan. He's one of the only Yankees fans that I get along with. Um, no, I'm lying. I get along. It's it's so funny these rivalries. Red Sox Yankees is like a huge rivalry, and you always joke. Oh, I hate the Yankees. Oh, I hate the Red Sox, and blah blah. But it's more of a good natured thing, and a respect thing. Um, so anyway, David Ortiz retired. So he played his he played his final game uh, Monday got rained out Sunday played his final game Monday um, and he's just he's been one of my favorite players uh, since the early 2000s ever since he came to the Red Sox and not so not because he's great and don't get me wrong he's an incredible baseball player um, he, he was 40 years old this year and he hit the most home runs of any 40 year old in the history of the majors the majors is professional baseball um, and he, he his numbers were just out of hand you know it, even if you don't know baseball you know it involves uh, a ball and a bat he can hit that ball whenever he wants to uh, but it's 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 more than just that he's just one of those genuinely good fun-loving guys he loves his family um he, he loves his community and and loves the Dominican Republic which is which is where he's from so I just want to take a moment talk about David Ortiz and for those of you that aren't familiar with him even if you're not a sports fan just t- take like two minutes take a look at some of the stuff he's done w- one of the m- biggest most important things to me is in 2013 all of you should know that we had a bombing at the Boston Marathon in 2013 this happens on Patriot Day in Boston which is like a local holiday Uh, the Sox play a game really early that day it's just kind of the tradition and then they have the marathon and so on and so forth Uh, that was obviously marred by this horrible bombing um, that had happened during the marathon. So really everyone got together behind behind the city of Boston. Okay, there's no way you guys aren't going to hear that helicopter. See what I mean? Helicopters. Highland Park. Highland Park. Anyway, everyone really got behind that city. They needed the support and in Boston, sports teams are very big, especially like the Sox and the Bruins and the I guess all of them. I'm not a Celtics fan, so I don't know. They're big on their sports teams. And a guy like David Ortiz just becomes kind of legendary in that city. So a couple days later, they had a baseball game. This is a couple days after the Boston Marathon bombing. And in baseball, most teams, when you play at home, you tend to have your team name on your shirt. Like, I'm like rubbing across my shirt now like you guys can see it. Uh, so, for example, when the Red Sox play in Boston, they wear jerseys that say Red Sox. When they play elsewhere, they wear jerseys that say Boston. This is kind of the same thing uh, for a lot of teams. They, you know, I just, And I went straight to Cleveland. Cleveland and such and such. Uh, I think the Padres do the same thing. Dodgers do the same thing. L.A., Dodgers, blah, blah, blah. Well, for this particular game, because they were really trying to lift up the city of Boston, they came out wearing... They're normal home white jerseys, but across the front, instead of Red Sox, it said Boston. And before the game started, they wanted someone to kind of go out and hype up the crowd. and And I knew that's what they're looking for. I only recently learned that this was like a last minute thing, as I was watching all these interstitials on David Ortiz. They call him Big Poppy. So if, if I revert to Poppy or Big Poppy, that's who I'm talking about. Um, so I'm watching interviews and stuff. And apparently, they. They went up to him, like, like right before someone was supposed to go up there, handed him a mic, and they said, hey, you've been here the longest, can you go out there and just say something to get the fans excited and, you know, make them feel better. I don't know if it was, like, excited, but just a little support for the city as he's wearing his Boston jersey, which doesn't usually happen in Boston. So he goes out there, a couple kind words, and he ends it, cause he, and he's clearly mad. He's made a home in Boston, he's from the Dominican Republic, he's clearly mad, and he ends it with, this is our effing city except he says the word. I know I, I know I let one fly last week. I'm trying not to let the F bombs fly. This is our FN city and he says it in front of 37,000 people and kids and on television. The entire stadium erupted. Erupted in cheering. And this is something and inst- he never got never got fined. There was never anything like that. He he knew the moment and he just he he let it fly, you know, which is kind of how I do things. I come, I, I usually scroll down a couple notes so that I, I'm not just sitting here going um nah, 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 for you know an hour. For the most part, I don't like to be scripted. If I'm too scripted, I I think too much. This is why I could never be an actor. Um, like especially in film school, people would always ask me to act in their stuff because they knew I you know, as DJ and an event host and all this other stuff, totally different ball game. It is such a different ball game to actually, to like be hosting and talking and compared to like acting because I can, I can be an idiot myself. I can't be an, like, I can't act like an idiot, you know, or I can't act angry when I'm not really angry or, you know, whatever it might be. So just terrible, terrible actor, but that's what was happening here. Um, so David, and this is his legends already growing. Uh, Again, I apologize, everyone that hates sports ball. They went on to win the World Series. The city just—it, incredibly uplifting for the city. Um, and he—he's going to go down as legendary. Uh, It—it—it's debatable as he may be the best best Red Sox player of all time. It's hard to say because baseball's been around for like 120 years, something like this. There've been a lot of baseball players and stuff. Um, but again, it's—it's it's those kind of things. It's not so much just that he's a great baseball player. And another thing. He actually has his own, and this, and do a little more research because I haven't done a ton of research. Uh, but from what I understand, a lot of those funds go straight to it. He has a charity called the David Ortiz Children's Fund, uh, and what they do is they disseminate funds to a hospital in Boston, and also a bunch of places in the Dominican Republic. That's where he is, and all of the all of the donations they get go go toward uh, pediatric healthcare. So basically, kids. In Boston, Dominican Republic, that can't afford healthcare, David Ortiz is helping to bring them healthcare. Um, so, I, you know, if you are bored, if, go on check it out. Again, I don't want to get into like the minutia of oh, David Ortiz is my favorite baseball player because he he's going down at least as as my second favorite of all time. Uh, first favorite of all time is going he, he's, he's tough to top. Uh, there is there is there is one non. Uh, Boston, New England, uh, Texas Longhorns thing in our house. Everything else, if it's sports related, um, we don't even have a Hartford Whalers anything in the house. Despite my wife trying to to find Hartford Whalers stuff all the time because she's from uh, from Connecticut. The only thing is a San Diego Padres shirt from Tony Gwynn's farewell weekend. Uh, he's always gone down as my favorite baseball player. Not again. <laughs> it's not not just because they're great baseball players, but it's because they're great human beings, Um, which those are more of like the athletes I want to talk about on this show. David Ortiz is just a great, compassionate human being. If you have a moment, just check out on YouTube. Uh, I'm sure there's footage of it. They actually, they lost the game. Boston fans can be a little rabid and a little rambunctious. They lost the game. Season's done. All the fans, about 37,000, that's what Fenway holds, stayed in the park, clapped, cheered repeatedly until Big Poppy came back out to the field. Um, and they just, they wanted to show their support for what he had done. And again, not just on the baseball field, but what, they, what he had done for that community, all the things he does. If you look up any kind of videos, you're going to see him visiting hospitals, Make-A-Wish Foundation, all these things that he dedicates a lot of his life to that. Um, which to me is in, incredible. It's incredibly important, and it's incredible of him to be able to do that. He has the money and the means, and now he's probably going to have some more time to do it. Um, so I, I'm I'm sure that stuff's going to continue. But to me, that's what it is. I I like I like the athlete as a whole. You know, it's great. You've all heard of Tom Brady, even those of, those of you that don't watch sports. Tom Brady, quarterback, real good football player. Now I like him as a football player, I, but. I you know I, I could care less I, if you were to ask me like who who do you want to meet right now like Tom Brady would not be real high on that list I like I like the way he plays football but and I'm not saying he's a bad person you know we can sit here and debate that constantly but he just he doesn't have that kind of compassion or that edge that I see in a guy like David Ortiz like Tony Gwynn had um, there's so many other athletes out there that are standing up for certain Brandon Marshall uh, is he's an he's an incredible. Um, wide receiver in the NFL, but he also has mental, mental health issues. So he is a big proponent of mental health awareness and, and NAMI, which is the national alliance for mental illness. Um, and just getting that word out, using that, that stage in, in a good way. Um, and those are all things that you can't argue. And, you know, we can sit here and Colin in Kaepernick. I think what Colin Kaepernick is doing is just fine. Get some awareness out there. We're going to talk about that at some point here where, where it comes down to priorities um, you know that we can debate that, but there are certain things like Brandon Marshall or like David Ortiz—they're just doing good things, um, and and I and I appreciate that. So so check them out. Check out David Ortiz—he's he's gonna have a lot of time on his hands, and he's not playing baseball anymore. Um, I'll be honest—I I was good until i got a little mad at the end of the game and again i'm sorry you're not familiar with baseball he didn't even get a chance to swing the bat in his final at bat they threw him four balls he walked it was it was horrible so i was a little upset about that held it together but then when you see that big guy come out onto the field stand on the pitching mound and you can just see the tears coming down his face um because he loves that city he loves that team and he loves what he does i i shed a little tear too so um congrats poppy we love you always going to think of you i'm sure you'll still have a little hand in baseball here and there uh but it it saddens me to know i'm not going to be watching him up there swing that bat um that's a definite so but incredible incredible human being um now speaking of athletes and good athletes i want to talk real real briefly about a horrible athlete um And this is a little sports ball, but this is something. This is social as well. So, again, please don't bang your head against the wall. We're not talking sports ball. He happens to be an athlete, um, but this is well beyond beyond the realm of of just sports ball. Um, And that is a a a guy named Greg Hardy. You may or may not have heard of him. Um, He played, started out playing for the Carolina Panthers. He was actually quite an incredible athlete. He played defensive end. For those of you that aren't familiar, that's basically the guys that are, like, running at the quarterback. Um, so if you've watched any kind of football or you have friends who do, and they're like, oh, my God, look at that hit, that's usually a defensive end come running in and, and you know, putting it on somebody. Well, as he was playing for the Panthers, uh, he had some problems with his girlfriend. I don't want to get into incredible details, but he basically – he beat his girlfriend, threw her on a bunch of guns, um, and just – and not I'm not talking li- – and for the record, there there's never an ex- any excuse – for touching anybody, period. And I take that back. If someone, if someone's coming at you, you know, obviously you need to defend yourself. And I'll be honest, if somebody comes at somebody close to me, they're probably going to get a little bit of me right in their face. I, and I won't deny that. However, there's no excuse, like, arguments and this kind of silly stuff, like, there's just no excuse for laying your hands on anyone, let alone when you are literally a 6'5", 255-pound football player and your girlfriend is hundred pounds soaking wet, you know. I mean, that's just—it's not a fair fight, you know. And really, really roughed her up. She didn't look good, um, and and just had zero remorse for it, which was the the most frustrating. I mean, it's all very frustrating. I, I, he's a terrible—I'll say now—terrible, terrible human being. You don't do that. I have no patience um, for domestic abuse. i, I just don't. I, I there's there's no place for it. Um, it doesn't belong in our society. And everyone in in this society we all live together need you should be doing your part to keep whether that's reporting something, uh, talking about it, you know talking to your, your sisters, your mothers, your daughters, your your brother whoever it is I mean and I don't mean to say only women uh, are subject to domestic abuse. it's just usually that's the that's where we see more of it and a lot of that is because you have you know you have guys that are twice the size of, of their significant other and you, you can do a lot of damage. So Greg Hardy, horrible, horrible human being. I mean, just unbelievably horrible. And they suspended him four games. He beat the heck out of his girlfriend, put her in the hospital. They suspended him four games. Um, so just just to kind of give you guys an idea of that, um, Tom Brady was accused, not proven, uh, of having a slightly underinflated football. Now, again, we can sit here and quibble back and forth. Uh, everyone likes to throw jokes at me and stuff. He was suspended for four games. So, what I'm learning from that is the NFL, which happens to be one of the biggest companies in the U.S., they make money hand over fist. Just hand over fist is is they're raking in money. To them, underinflating a football, and possibly because this is what they lean back on, possibly affecting the integrity of the game, is this is just just as bad as beating your girlfriend up. Throwing her on a bed that's full of, and keep that, that is an important point to me. He had a bed full of like semi-automatic rifles. Tossed her on the bed. I mean, we're not talking like a little slap here or whatever, an argument. No, no. He he beat her up. So the NFL thinks those are on equal ground. That's what the NFL thinks, that those two things are on equal ground. Just think about that for a minute. Think about that one of the biggest companies in America and I'm not going to sit here and defend Tom Brady I like the Patriots we got through that four game suspension real well he came back mad almost like a suspended Brady because he comes back upset and ready to just throw the ball all over the place so it's not me complaining about that it's the fact it's priorities and common sense Priorities and common sense. Uh, so Greg Hardy's since kind of been run out of the NFL last season. Again, I don't want to get into minutia about this. He tried playing for the, the Cowboys, and I watched a couple games. where He was, like, getting in fights on the sideline. And it was like, okay, this isn't a guy that's showing any kind of remorse. I mean, th- these are the type of guys that, like, you see in jail, and you're like, oh, man, I hope that guy never gets out of jail. I mean, that that's Greg Hardy. Um, so what he announced this week is that he's going to go into – MMA. MMA is mixed martial arts if you're not familiar with it. That's like Ronda Rousey. Most of you should know who Ronda Rousey is and uh, Conor McGregor and all these guys. It's like the serious brutal like fighting in a cage. Uh, So Greg Hardy's gonna go do that now and there was a thing going around boycott or don't don't boycott the MMA don't let Greg Hardy whatever they were trying to blackball him essentially and I was like you know I hate this guy as much as the next guy but wouldn't it be awesome if you put him in a cage with somebody just who's an actual fighter and has, you know, because don't get me wrong, like you can be a you can be the biggest dude out there and you can be so strong and whatever it might be, it doesn't mean you're the best fighter. It doesn't mean there isn't a guy smaller than you uh, that can literally knock you out, literally knock you out. Um, so I say get him in there with like the... Biggest, dirtiest, meanest fighter out there, or for that matter, Ronda Rousey. I, I would just absolutely love that because I th- I think he, despite the fact that he's got like 150 pounds on her or 100 pounds or whatever, yeah, I think she she would just kill him. And gosh, how much fun would that be to just see him get beat to heck um, by anybody? And and it was extra funny. I was talking about this the other day with someone. As I'm scrolling through my new like I got a little Google News Feed. That's kind of where I get a lot of my you know, unimportant news, uh, you know, everyone gets their important news from, this is like the little stories of, oh, Samsung Galaxy Note 7 blew up, or whatever it might be speaking, of which if you haven't, uh, Samsung Galaxy Note 7, that's the newest one, so many people are keeping these, just go take the damn thing back, take it back, everyone's like, no, I don't want to give up my phone, yeah, well, if it explodes, then you're gonna feel bad about it, I saw a thing the other day, and a guy was like, well, what's gonna happen, my house gonna burn down, is it-? yes, That's what happens. Your house will burn down. Hello? Hello? We had a plane. Couldn't take off a week or two ago because one of these damn phones was on it. Just get rid of your damn phone. There's plenty of other phones out there. Go get something different. If you're stuck on Android, Samsung has other phones. Google just put out a new phone. I don't care. Just get rid of your damn Note 7. Anyway, Greg Hardy, MMA. Uh, So as I'm scrolling through this stuff, (laughs) <laughs> there's actually an article and a video and i'm probably going to post this on uh on our facebook page so if, if you want to see it go there check it out i'll try and get it up in the next day or so um but he as he, when he was going to college i, I want to say he was going to like ole miss or one of those i'm it, unimportant which college it was they were doing one of those charity boxing events uh, if you went to college a lot of colleges do these they they bring in the fraternity guys um, and the, you know, they'll set up a ring and everything. And it's like charity boxing. These guys kind of box it out. Most of them, amateur boxers, um, or really all of them, amateur boxers. I don't think they've got any like pro or semi pro in there. Um, you know, they do these charity events. So Greg Hardy's sitting there and, and during one of like the intermissions or whatever, he decides to get up and this, this should just go to show you the the problems with this man. He gets up and he decides he wants to start taking challengers. Now, who the hell does that, first of all? Like, you have serious anger problems if you just get up in the middle of a a charity boxing match and you're, you know... And this wasn't, like, in a joking, smiling way. From my understanding, he was like, come on, come on, bring it. This poor kid gets up there. And Greg Hardy uses his size, and it's like a 30-second fight, I guess. I didn't see any footage of this. So he's he's like, all right, who else, who else? Well, there was a, a professional boxer there whose son was also a semi-professional boxer, uh, was 18, uh, had just finished competing in the like under-18 circuit. I don't know boxing that well. I like to watch it now and then. I don't know it that well. Essentially, he was a really ridiculous 18-year-old boxer. Uh, the guy was like 5'9", 100-and-some um, pounds. You know, Not a big guy, but a skilled boxer, knew what he was doing. And Greg Hardy, like I said, 6'5", <clears throat> 255. He might have been a little smaller back then. He was in college. Um, but 200 pounds at least. I mean, he was a big dude, no matter what. Gets in the ring and just gets slaughtered. Just slaughtered by this kid. An 18-year-old kid just just slaughtered. The kid was still in high school um, and slaughtered him, and he was like half his size. So it just goes to show you actually got to have some skill. You can't just be big. Um, So that being said, I I hope they let him in the cage. Let him in the cage. Come on. Come on. Dana White, he, he... Run! I think there's other people. He's the one you always see. The four, let him in the cage. We all want to see him get his ass kicked. I mean, this is it. Everybody does. If you don't, just just do a little googling on Greg Hardy, and you'll see why you want him to get his ass kicked. I mean, you do. You do. He's he's just a terrible, 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 terrible human being. Um, one more thing on sports I want to touch on, and this is coming directly from my mother. Now that the Red Sox are out of the playoffs uh i i can go ahead and cheer for another team i'm not one of those people oh my team's out my team sucks i cheer for another team there is one in particular when it comes to baseball um and my my mother grew up a fan and that is the chicago cubs now i was cheering like crazy for them last year because i know most of you have probably seen back to the future 2. if you're not aware of it and back to the future 2, they travel to the year 2015 not 2005 not all this it was so funny because there, there was like there's memes for like 10, 15 years of like, this was the day that Marty McFly goes back to and, and back to the future too. And it's like, no, it, it, it wasn't. It was 2015, 2015. So it was last, it was last year. So I'm glad it finally happened so that I could stop telling everyone on Facebook and other social platforms like, no, 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 you have the wrong year. Um, but anyway, in that movie, they predicted the World Series winner for 2015, and they predicted it as the Chicago Cubs. Because when this movie was made, the Chicago Cubs, well, as it stands now, they haven't won a World Series in 109 or 110 years. Uh, so, and this this movie was made in the 80s, I want to say 1980. 1987. The, the original was 1985, so it's probably 1987. So quite a few years, and it was kind of this big joke um, because they hadn't won the World Series in so long. Last year they got so close. Um, and I was, and I, I was cheering like crazy. I was going, man, back to the future, back to the future, predicted it. They predicted it. Uh, but we didn't get there this year. They're in the playoffs again. Uh, my mother's a big Cubs fan. She grew up a Cubs fan, I don't, which is weird to me because she's Polish from the South side. And if you know Chicago at all, you know, most, most Polish Southsiders tend to be White Sox fans because the White Sox play on the North side of town. The Cubs play on the North side of town. White Sox play on the south side of town. Cubs play on the north side of town. Somehow my mother grew up a Cubs fan. I, I my, my grandfather and my grandmother, all everyone Cubs fans as opposed to White Sox fans. I was a big White Sox fan for a while because I loved Frank Thomas. He was one of those guys. I just loved watching play, like I said, with Ortiz and Gwynn. Um, but nonetheless, Cubs fans. So I'm cheering like crazy. It's been hundred, it, 109, I think last year was 108. It's at least 108 years since the Cubs have won a World Series now Chicago's won titles and and stuff those goddamn Blackhawks uh like to like to keep the Bruins from winning titles um but we won't get into that so it's not like the city hasn't won but there's just something about like the Cubbies they're kind of the lovable I don't want to say lovable losers because they're not losers but they're just like you know they're lovable you kind of cheer for them it's like the the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA last year where you're like you just you know you want to see that kind of underdog win or finally that that city that could just use a little boost um not that i'm saying chicago needs a boost but it's just one of those incredible things to to see the cubs win so i'm gonna be cheering for the cubs um especially now that the Sox are out uh and because my mother will probably be calling me every other day and saying oh you see watching the cubs game watching the Cubs." i actually had to text her uh score updates um for the last game when they clinched and and it's just it's a whole big thing so we'll probably talk about that a little more. I also don't want to jinx it. They're having a good run here. I know I'm sitting in L.A. I'm not a Dodgers fan, but all you Dodgers fans, they're having a good run too. That's fine. Whatever. Go to the World Series. Socks are out. So unless it's the Cubs, I, you know, I don't care who wins the World Series. <clears throat> so that's enough sports ball talk, I think. Right? Are we all done with sports ball talk? That was a lot. But like I said, we're kind of – it's social stuff. It, it's not just sports ball. It, it happens to revolve around athletes, but – not so much that we're talking about stats and games and blah, blah 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 you you know you guys can all get that from espn or wherever the heck else um you guys get that stuff so no more sports ball uh one thing i do want to move on to this was by request actually like i said facebook page go on facebook if you're not already on there search go tell it to the wall if you're friends with me with sean work on facebook you probably have an invitation sitting there I I sent out a bunch of invitations last week as I was kind of finished. And it's still not even finished. There still needs to be some work done on the page. Um, But go on there. Check it out. Give me some feedback. Tell me how terrible it is. That's why we talked about the Cubs. um, And that's why we're going to talk about a couple of other things here uh, as well. So one of those other things is... I is this fascination with the creepy clowns. The creepy clowns are still running around. I've been keeping an eye out for them. I, I re- I re- I'm at the point, I don't love clowns. Like I, like I think I touched on that last episode. I, they're a little creepy to me. I appreciate them. I think they're very funny. But, you know, in certain situations, like if I'm walking down a dark street downtown and one pops, I might be like, whoa. Um, so I won't say I'd like them, dislike them, whatever that might be. Um, but I, I've hit the point where I really want, I want to run into these creepy clowns. I'm hoping I'm not alone. Uh, but I want to see the creepy clowns and they're still running around all over the place. I, there actually was a problem. Uh, I believe it was out like out in East, East County, which is, uh, we call it the Inland Empire here. And I, I want to say it was out in that area, um, where I, it, it had something to do with clowns, but it, it, it was a kid calling and threats to schools, which was happening regardless of these clowns running around. So I don't know where the connection of the clowns was or whatever else. But for the most part, I've, I'm not hearing um, like weird stuff. I did see a little video flying around the Facebook last week. Uh, and, and I'm 99% sure it was staged, but it's a guy who's like, Oh, I finally found the clowns. And you look down the street and he's got his camera up and there's two creepy clowns. And he's like, And he goes, Something along the lines of, I'm going to grab my bat. And he goes and grabs a bat and you just see him like running and you see these clowns running and I'm pretty sure it was staged but it's funny i'm I'm not looking to run after the clowns with a bat I hope I'm not by myself um, but I, I just I want to see him I want to see him I'm gonna try to talk to him I, I think it'll be funny and hopefully I have like my phone or something and you know maybe we can capture and quick interview and and throw it on the podcast or throw it up on the page uh, whatever it might be either way I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chase them with bats but speaking of bats apparently uh, these creepy clowns, have, have been a serious problem like in London and and I from my understanding the surrounding areas of London. Um, and in fact law enforcement there has been telling people to watch out for them and there's all kinds of warnings and stuff uh, and and there's just a big uproar because they're scaring kids. Um, and remember that 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 was Arizona that I mentioned last week. and the ridiculous thing about that is as I understand, not all clowns are bad but like i said last last episode don't put a big group of clowns together when we have this going on cuz there are people who are just afraid of clowns to begin with and then i i don't think i mentioned but i i went i went to find out they called it clown lives matter yeah they called it clown lives matter we're going a little too far I, I get it. You know, not all clowns are bad. And I'm pretty sure most people don't think all clowns are bad because of a couple of creepy people. But And if they do, you're probably not going to convince them otherwise anyway. These are probably the same people that think all police officers are terrible because some of them are terrible. You know, it's, you can't paint with such broad strokes when it comes to stuff like that. But a little irritating that they called it Clown Lives Matter. That was a big rally in Arizona. Um, but anyway, in London, it's a big problem. And I... I saw this, and I just absolutely loved it, and I want someone to do it here in L.A., but so many kids are getting scared there, and I, I, I'm sure they're getting, a, like, more clowns than we are, or maybe it's the same amount, but there's just so many darn people here in L.A. Uh, that, that it's just not as easy to see them, uh, but there is a gentleman in Whitehaven, which, if I understand correctly, is, like, a suburb. It's right near London. It's a suburb of London. If I'm wrong on that and you know England real well, call me and complain, I you know, I'll listen, not care. I, and Not that I don't care about geography, but I don't know exactly where it is. Um, it, I know it's near London. There's a guy running around in a Batman suit. And a, a pretty good looking one. I've seen some photos of the guy. <clears throat> I'll try and post this on the page too. Like a, a really good looking um, Batman costume. Not We're not talking like the, you know, buy this at Target type thing it, it, it's pretty good he probably does some cosplay uh out there at like london comic-con i'm sure they have one they, they must um but he's probably all about uh the cosplay but there's t- there's pictures of him literally chasing uh chasing the creepy clowns so if you're over there in london or, or anywhere near there uh have no fear batman is there saving the day but i think i think it's great Because I I know I kind of joke the creepy clowns are kind of funny and everything else. You know, if I was walking somewhere with with my daughter who I will have in the next in in December, uh, and and these guys popped out, I might I wouldn't want her to be scared. So that's what's great about this is all these kids that are getting scared, they're still scared of the clowns, but now they have Batman. I mean, what more do you want? You got Batman protecting you, and they see Batman uh, you know, chasing these clowns around or even just walking around. I mean, that would make me feel, well, I take that back. If I lived in a place like England, it might make me feel better in LA. It makes you feel a little wary. Cause you're like, what's this dude do? Unless you're on Hollywood Boulevard. And even then you should be wary because those guys get a little crazy. Um, so Batman walking around white Haven. If any of you want to volunteer to do that, you know, here in Southern California or any one of these other areas, uh, where we've had these, these creepy clowns, uh, I say go for it. Don't don't get into fights with them. I I you know, I think it's more I, I I really still believe that these creepy clowns aren't like I mean, they're trying to be creepy, but they're not like trying to hurt anybody or cause it doesn't it, it doesn't feel like that to me. It it just it feels like they're just trying to do a prank. Um so I'm sure as soon as they see this this guy as Batman, I mean, I would run. I you know, I would run if if I was trying to creep people out and Batman came strolling up. Um most definitely so keep an eye out for that uh, and I love the BBC uh, had, had posted something and they're like crazy clowns beware Batman is in Whitehaven um, and that's enough that would be enough to make me uh, take off my clown makeup if I was one of those guys um, and again this this guy just heard that, that kids were getting scared um, so he's, he's just doing a good service for kids uh, so yeah props to that guy uh, more creepy clowns. I'm like I said, I'm gonna keep an eye out for them. I'm gonna hopefully try to capture like an interview if any of you encounter them, let me know on that Facebook page because um, they're out there. The creepy clowns are out there uh, and and you know don't try to mess with them too much. I, I really don't think they're gonna do anything to hurt you, but let's let's all be human beings here and and not get into fights with them and just you know, I plan to just be like, hey, is this, is this what you do? Like, how do you make money doing this? Because, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people that could could probably use some some extra income, you know, by just dressing up as a clown. So, anyway, creepy clowns. Where where are we even going with that? Oh, because we had some feedback. Talk talk more about creepy clowns. And then as I go to, like, look more about creepy clowns, I see this man dressed like Batman. And that's where this Google, um, like, it, if you guys are on Android, this Google Now is the most fantastic thing. And I know everyone freaks out. They're like, oh my gosh, everyone can see everything. You know, search history and all this stuff. Get over it. What are you, what are you, what are you hiding? Are you hiding that you had McDonald's for dinner twice last week? Like, you know, that's what I always say. I'm like, what, what are they going to see? Did I, you know, even? and a lot of phones like track your location and all this stuff. What are they going to see? I'm, like, I'm not going anywhere. I mean, may, I know some people are. And if you are one of those people, like, maybe stop doing those things, you know, just for the greater good. Uh, but for the most part... You know, some, even if someone was tracking me, like on Google or something, they'd be like, "Oh, he went to LA Fitness today. Oh, I stopped to get a sandwich at, uh, at Jersey Mike. So oh, now he's at home. Okay, that was exciting." Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what's great about Google now is, like, especially in these kind of situations where I just jump on there and I'm like, "What's what's some kind of crazy crap I can talk about or whatever it might be?" It just kind of populates that stuff based on your searching, so it thinks like, "Oh, you showed interest in." uh david ortiz and you know so i get some here's some david ortiz articles you've shown interest in the creepy clowns and here's an article about batman chasing creepy clowns around in london um so google now if you're on android i think you can probably have it on like your computer too if you're an iphone user but i don't think you can actually have like the app on on your iphone but that's how i uncover kind of a lot of this 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 junk um is by doing that so keep that in mind google clowns, we're going to talk about them some more, I feel like we're, we're lacking in comedy, and that's, content, content, we're going to talk a lot more about content, we're going to have, it. we're going to do a lot more kind of funny, interstitial um, type stuff, uh, a couple more rants coming up and everything, um, I will say, touching more on feedback, I know you guys weren't able to hear that helicopter last week uh you're probably you're gonna hear that one this week i'm sure because that one was like right overhead uh but i'm glad it doesn't sound as terrible as i thought it would cat's still running around she's being a little better this week not making as much noise um but i'm glad you guys aren't getting as much of that feedback we're still gonna work on getting a new microphone Especially with guests coming into our studio, I still do finger quotes with the studio, even though no one can see me. Uh, especially once we get guests in here, we're probably gonna need another mic and and one that sounds a little better than than this janky little thing. Not that it's terrible, it's just it it, it it's not like a studio mic. It's um yeah it this is something like you would use in you know your office or just messing around having fun. Uh, so it's doing the trick for now, but we'll get a couple more in here, kind of a couple some more interstitial type stuff. Um, especially based on all your feedback. So jump on there, give me that feedback. I'm glad you guys weren't hearing all that crap. Uh, you're probably going to continue to hear stuff until we get this studio up and running a little better, I would say. Um, you know, it, it does a trick for now. I, I have my microphone sitting on top of my vintage Muppets lunchbox. Uh, I figured that would work well, right? Right? I mean, that's what uses mic stand, like a metal lunchbox from the 70s. Uh, so that's my mic stand. I'm going to be sad to get rid of that when, when I do eventually get a new mic just because um, cause I love the Muppets. Uh, if, if you know me, you know I love the Muppets. Um, so I don't think that's going to go anywhere. Uh, but keep that feedback going. I, I, I definitely want that feedback, even if it sucks. Tell me it sucks. Tell You you know you need some more comedy, you need more hard-hitting stuff. I know we kind of got into a lot of more hard hitting stuff at the top of this show only because the charities have really been getting to me. And I, and I know they're getting to a lot of you as well, because I see this stuff like, like on Facebook. Um, I, I knew Susan G Komen wasn't the best charity. I knew like you really had to research where the, the pink funds were going to when you're buying all these pink things and blah, 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 blah. Um, but it was just today from a friend of mine that I got, those exact numbers where only 20 percent of it goes to research and, and blah blah if if you don't remember what i was saying rewind the podcast listen the whole thing again um no, i'm just kidding don't do that no you, you should do that keep give, give me some extra listens uh and don't forget, share it with your friends please share it with your friends tell your friends about it i i like i said we've gotten some good feedback i, I know some of you aren't big podcast listeners you know so when you have some free time do it but do subscribe itunes uh google play we're on there. Um, and don't forget, we're going to talk about some music. I want to talk about some artists coming up soon. Um, I always find it fascinating with music because there's so much music out there, and we all kind of have our core little bit of music that there is. But in this digital age, um, I don't know about all of you, but I have like, I, I just looked at it the other day. I have like 38 days worth of music on my itunes yeah i still use itunes i don't use a phone i use itunes and then populate it to google play so i got the best of both worlds uh but my central library is on itunes simply because google play uh doesn't translate correctly like all of the um you know bootleg and 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 unknown stuff that i have uh but itunes houses that real well just don't do the stupid apple music thing i'm telling just don't even click on it there's horror stories out there they're all true don't do the apple music um but music's fascinating to me. I find that I forget about some music. In fact, we were talking about this uh, on the way home from The Burn. Um, cause, uh, music came on the radio as we're driving through like the middle of nowhere in Nevada. We might have been in California at that point, either Nevada or California. A uh, song comes on, and I'm like, man, I recognize that song. And I was like, I either really like this song or really hate it, but the song is in my head. Um, and it turned out to be a Metallica song that I liked, uh, But and I don't listen to a ton of Metallica. But after that, I you know, and we're sitting there, and I'm like, Man, I forgot that I actually like Metallica. So when we got back from the burn, I went and added some Metallica to my gym iPod and been listening to that, um, you know, and it's just fascinating how we can kind of forget what music's out there because there's just so much to consume. So that happens to me a lot is I'm like, oh my gosh, I really like that band. Or sometimes even if like I'll hear a new single uh, from a more current band. And in fact, this happened to me with uh, Bastille. Uh, if, you've, if you haven't heard of Bastille check them out I mean seriously this is one of my favorite bands out right now Bastille uh, B-A-S-T-I-L-L-E uh, they have a couple albums out they've been around for a couple years now uh, but I'd heard a new single of theirs and I was like oh my gosh that's a good song so I jump on iTunes and I'm like oh, what is this song what I you know I, we, I think we need this song only to realize like I already had the song uh, because I'd bought the album I can't remember specifically but I, I think because I just bought the entire album and that single wasn't out yet so I hadn't really gotten through the whole thing um, so we're really going to talk about music long story short i don't know why we went on that rant uh we're gonna talk more about music because i i i want to hear from you guys i want to you know i want to let you let you in on kind of what i'm listening to i i listen to music right before i step into the studio i have to get my my head on right uh so i'm listening to music just right before i come in here and sit and hit record and it's just it's it's just a fascinating thing uh the emotions that like music can evoke um, from all of us and we all have different tastes in music personally i listen to like a little bit of everything i'm definitely like a punk rock silly punk rock guy i grew up in san diego uh, like the punk silly punk rock capital of the world um but i listen to everything like right you go on my my library there's like country there's you know hip-hop r&b irish music there's just a bit of everything um so it, it's just fascinating to me we're gonna talk about it more give me your feedback let me know what you're listening to white panda just dropped today if you don't know what white panda is uh, check them out. I'm not a huge fan of 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 DJs uh, and mashups necessarily, but they do it right. Um, White Panda, so check them out. So that's pretty much all we have time for today. I also want some feedback on length. If you guys think this is going too long um, or amount, right? Like this is about a week between um, podcasts. So if you think that's good, if you want a little more, but maybe shorter podcasts, whatever that might be let me know. If I don't start getting more feedback, I'm just going to start like messaging all of you individually on the, on, on the Facebook page. Um, so unless you want messages from me, because I know all of you don't have that stupid Facebook messenger app. So it just sits there giving you notifications. Um, so keep that in mind. Give me some feedback. I want to hear from you. Uh, so yeah, that's about it. Hopefully guess next week, if not next week, um, then very soon. We're going to hopefully talk about some cultural misappropriation next week. We still need to get into uh, kind of kind of Burning Man and Burning Man Recap. So I'm going to give a little bit of my recap on this year's burn, which may be boring to some of you. Uh, but we're also just kind of kind of take a broad stroke on it and hopefully educate some people, uh, make some fellow burners laugh or, or cry, whatever it might be. Um, so, yep, until next time, this is Go Tell It to the Wall podcast, and I'm your host, Sean O'Rourke.